Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellen podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Last week, Marcel told us that prayer is more like dancing. We're on this journey in this series, From the Head to the Heart, to unlearn so much of what we've absorbed from Western and post-enlightenment Christianity, that faith lies all in our heads, that we have to believe a certain checklist to be connected to God, and that the stakes are too high to mess up that checklist. We're working on moving all this knowledge down into our hearts, in our bodies, in our voices, our acts of service, the embodied ways that we show our devotion to Christ. From the head to the heart, you take me on a journey, letting go and getting lost in you. We're trying to kind of get lost in God and maybe not have all the directions for where we're going. It's an adventure. This is hard work, this unlearning that we're doing, but it matters because, you see, Christ longs for us to be whole in our faith, not separated, mind and body, whole. Because Christ longs for us to be whole in our connection to him. And we need all of us to be able to be connected to Christ. That's really what the gospel is all about. And you'll hear me say this again and again and again, and I hope you get tired of it, because the gospel is about our relationship to God and our relationship to each other and how that all changes with the love of Jesus. So we're learning how to dance in our faith. And that's not as easy as a prescripted formula or a checklist of beliefs. It's a little more vulnerable to be in relationship in faith. Your questions, your musings, your despair, all of that is not something that a checklist of faith or beliefs can be with you in, but a relationship can. So how do we learn the moves of faith? How do we start to dance with Jesus and get out of our heads? Richard Rohr writes in the book, The Divine Dance, that the Trinity is a circle of love, that God, it's an example of God's radical relatedness, a perfect communion between three, a circle dance of love. And God is not just a dancer, God is the dance. So how are we going to do this dance? How are we going to be connected in this relationship? Well, it happens through our bodies as well as our minds. Our bodies are the holy temples where God can dwell. Our bodies are where we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Traditional Western post-enlightenment theology has really neglected the body. If anything, the body is just something to control or get discipline over. It's an inconvenience. 
It gets sick. It has pain. It carries grief. It eventually dies. How inconvenient of our bodies. But Christ changed all that because Christ had a body. God became a body. Christ was in a body, and in his bodily life, he showed us how sacred our bodies are. Suddenly, our bodies aren't just vessels to be saved. They are places where miraculous healings happen, where prayers are answered, where heads are dunked in the Jordan River, where meals are shared, hands are held, eyes that were shut are now open. Christ, through his very body, poured out among us on earth, shows us how to do this dance. Remember, it was Christ that said, love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Notice which one comes last in last place. <laughs> we really got it with that mind part, you know? Like, we really went hard with the mind. Got to figure it all out. As Marcel said last week, dissect it. Kill the frog. You had to be there. <laughs> but it's love the Lord your God with all your heart and your soul and your mind. And it's this mysterious connection between the three. Minds matter. This series is not to say that your head isn't a part of your faith. Good theology, scholarly literature, good books, creeds, these are important things. But it's also important to know God in the times when you're crying alone in your car or when your kid has questions at the dinner table that can't be answered, or when you're facing grief in the middle of the night. These are the parts where our wholehearted faith really get formed, and we can't just look up an answer online to know what to believe. We have to be with God in the moment, in our bodies, and that's not always an easy place to be. The passage we're going to read today is, picks up where last week left off, and it's from the Gospel of John. And we're in this season right before Pentecost and Eastertide, and we're finishing up the season of Easter, although we never will finish it up, of course. Of course. Don't catch me. Um, and it's really when Jesus is about to leave earth, so he's... he's leaving his physical life. And you know what's interesting is that the thing that's on his mind the most at, at the very end, the end of his, his physical life, is love. It's who he loves and how he wants that love to keep going in his absence. So hear this passage from John. If you love me, this is chapter 14, verse 15. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. This is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither knows him nor sees him nor knows him. 
you know him because he abides with you and he will be in you. I will not leave you orphaned. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. They who have, kept, who have my commandments and keep them are those who love me. And those who love me will be loved by my Father, and I will love them and reveal myself to them. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. So sometimes when we are, where's my clicker? When we get stuck in our head, we end up like this. Let me see if it's going to work. Did the slides, okay. We end up like this lady in this popular meme me when they say that God is three in one, <laughs> that, that may be you. We start to get kind of confused, look on our face like, how does this really work? But it's kind of mysterious, this interconnectedness of the Trinity. We could think about this image, which is an icon of the Holy Trinity I and you and you and me. We could also think about this image. Hands grasping, an eternal dance, connectedness. We could also think about Russian tea dolls, which I have, I have, a, I have a point here. <laughs> you know how when you open it, there's something inside there, and then you open it again, and you just keep on opening it. I think that's kind of what it's like to dwell in Christ. We're inside something that's inside something that's inside something. We're part of a relationship. Or this. Think about the experience of giving birth. Think about the way that a baby is formed within us, within the mother, and then is part of the mom in this mysterious connection. It's all pretty mysterious. I think that really what Jesus is saying here is about relationship and connection about his connection to God and his connection to us and our connection to each other. And this happens, this connection happens, this dance happens through our bodies. And I want you to think about this. Our bodies are the places where we can love each other. When we see someone we haven't seen in a long time, our hearts race and our arms kind of flail up in the air. You know when you see someone you really haven't, you've missed, you just kind of lose your arms. We can't love each other with our minds alone. So why would we think we could love God with our minds alone? Think about marriage. Two people speak vows to each other and they wear rings, an embodied symbol of commitment, 
And those vows become even more embodied as the relationship deepens. There's shared laughter, acts of service. Our commitments and relationships are embodied, so our faith must be too. So thank God Jesus came to us in a human body because a new type of community was born. Before Jesus, the Roman Empire had its rule and its idea of power was about military might and philosophy. But Greco-Roman philosophy was often so disembodied that not everyone of every social status could access this luxurious pondering the mysteries of life. Philosophers could ponder the true meaning of morality all day, all while the poor went hungry. And sure, bodies mattered a great deal to the Greeks, but it was more for inspiration for statues. Beautiful, impressive, and permanent, and rock hard, untouchable. But statues can't dance. You can't love a statue. And the gospel of Christ invites us to love, to love God and love each other. Love changed it all. Love became not just romantic or platonic between good friends, it became the very force that held the whole universe together in Jesus. It's called agape love in the New Testament the fatherly or motherly love of God for humans, as well as the human love for God. It's transcendent and it's, it's the highest form of love. That is what this dance is inviting us to. By living on earth with us, Jesus came to bring God near. And suddenly, in this mysterious trinity, Heaven is not so far away. Heaven has arms and legs. And heaven cares what we are going through. And heaven wants to be here on earth. And heaven needs our help. A new community of living hope is born. The arms of Jesus reach out to us. And we see the scars on his hands and we remember the scars on our own. And by his wounds, we are healed. We get to be part of this new relationship. We get to be in Jesus and have Jesus live in us. We get to join the dance. And you don't have to be a good dancer. It's not about getting it right. It's about suspending all your judgment and your inner dialogue and being in communion with God and with each other. You probably can think of a time when you were in deep conversation with good friends, talking about hard things, and the spirit was present with you. You were in the dance. Or when you knew you needed to act on something and other people were there to support you. The Holy Spirit was with you, and you acted together as one group. You were in the dance. Or you were part of this community called Life in Deep Ellum, 
And no matter what happened, you kept showing up. And you didn't always know the moves. And the rhythm seemed to change. And the music was sometimes different. But the spirit showed up each and every time. And you were still able to join the dance. Those who love me will be loved by my father and I will love them and reveal myself to them. See, the dance of loving Jesus never ends. The relationship never ends. And the deeper we get in the dance, the more that Jesus reveals to himself about, reveals to us about himself and others. He teaches us more about the bodies around us that matter more than society says they do the ways we can love each other better, the dignity we all carry, these are things that Christ reveals to us as we stay in connection with him. So what does that mean for us? Well, life in deep element means that the spirit of Jesus is dancing among us and wants us to join in. It means that your journey with Jesus cannot help but land you in the company of others who will love you too. Today is Mother's Day and I think about all the ways that this mysterious trinity, this interconnectedness of the divine is reflected in a pregnant mother. The baby is in her and she is also in the baby, genetically. They share space. They share blood. And then the baby leaves the body physically, and their relationship changes. But mysteriously, though, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find a mom that wouldn't tell you that they're still connected to their baby and that their child lives in them forever. It's a flow of relationship that the best scientists couldn't pin down. It's a dance of love and mystery and embodied connection. We all come from a mother's womb and we all come from the womb of God. We are always in God and God is always in us. And Jesus is the fullest expression of this gift, this relationship that we get to have with God. A human, fully God, fully human, born of a young woman, and yet also somehow born of the heavens. It's such a mystery, all of it. So just stay curious and take time to remember where you really come from, to whom you belong to. And remember that the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, was given as a gift to us. That's a really big deal. That's like better than any other package deal. You got Jesus and you get the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know, it's like a surprise bonus. But it's a big deal. Because the spirit of truth will keep on nudging us to do what's right. The spirit of truth 
will help us remember how worthy all humans are. The Spirit will carry us when despair creeps in, when holidays like today bring more grief than joy. The Spirit of Jesus will stay near to us, reminding us that we are loved eternally. This Holy Spirit will invite us out of our comfort zone, and we might end up dancing our way towards things we never expected. Now, depending on how much you like to think about theology, this may sound like a bunch of woo-woo stuff. You're like, I don't know, Jenna, Father's in me, and I'm in the Father, and God's in you, and you're in me, and God's in God. It's all just part of the same thing. And I get it, it sounds woo-woo. But it's not, friends. It's the truth, and it's the truth that might just set us free. Free from a life of fragmentation and competition and war and destruction and evil and injustice. Free from systems who prefer to capitalize off of our bodies than to see them become whole. Free from ideologies that perpetuate the worth and value of some bodies over other bodies. Because in Christ, we are held. And so we also get to hold. In Christ, we are encouraged, so we get to encourage. We are seen by Jesus, so we keep on seeing. We are liberated, so we keep liberating. We are loved, and so we keep loving. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Notice that it's not, if you keep my commandments, I will love you. It's a big distinction. Keeping God's commandments does not earn us God's love. That wouldn't be grace. Love can never be earned by God. So if you're trying to earn God's love with doing the right thing, just give that up. <laughs> just give it on up. Throw it out. Because that is a fruitless effort. God's love for us is grace. It's pure gift. But, 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 if we keep God's commandments out of our love, for Christ. That's the key. Because if we are so caught up in the dance with Jesus, how could we do anything else but keep his commandments? How could we not respond in love? How could we not act in integrity and justice? How could we not keep Christ's commandments? It's love that leads us into action. A response to God's grace in our hearts. And that's where staying in your head and believing the right things won't earn you love either. Sorry to tell you. Just hate to break that secret, but 
thinking that you have it all figured out, thinking that your theology is solid and decided, that won't earn you God's love. And if you are in the place where you have no idea what you believe, you're just out here figuring it out, that doesn't keep you away from God's love either. Because God's love is near us. We are in a dance. And if you've ever been dancing with someone, you know that sometimes it's very vulnerable, first of all. I have gone, like, Western dancing in Texas. <laughs> and let me tell you, there is a specific rhythm. There is a way that that happens. There are, you know, it's not easy. For those of you that put on your Western boots and hit the saloon, I, I applaud you. And so you're going to stumble. You're not going to know all the steps. But thank God that the one who is leading us in this dance never stumbles. And this God is the one that grabs our hand and says, it's okay. Just keep dancing. Just keep dancing with me. Just keep being with me. Just keep loving with me. Just keep staying connected to me. And out of that place, all things come. I'm going to read a poem to close us out before we sing. This gift of the Holy Spirit is something that we have to be prepared for. We have to be ready to hold it. So this is by Jan Richardson. Like a cup, like a chalice, like a basin, like a bowl. When the Spirit comes, let it find our heart like this. Shaped like something that knows how to receive what it is given. That knows how to hold what comes to fill that knows how to gather itself around what arrives as unbidden, unsought, unmeasured love. Amen.